The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Patricia Raskin's Positive Living, the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of the host, guests, and callers. And now, here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the second half of today's program on Patricia Raskin Positive Living. My guest is Greg McBride, and Greg's book is Weightless, W-E-I-G-H-T, Less, My Life as a Fat Man and How I Escaped. Greg McBride is a film and television writer and producer living in Los Angeles, where he works for companies including Disney, Paramount, Sony, ABC Family, Nickelodeon, Comedy Central, MTV, and others. His blog, JustStopEatingSoMuch.com, focuses on the topic of weight loss and food addiction. Greg has made multiple appearances on the NBC Today show, and he's also the author of the book, Just Stop Eating So Much, and he's a blogger for the Huffington Post. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you. you. It's great to be here. Thank you. All right. Why did you write this book? Well, you know what's funny, Patricia? I have been wanting to write this book for about 10 years just because I'm, I, like so many others, when we go and stand in the, the uh, diet section of the bookstore, which these days is about eight sections big, um, I noticed that a lot of the books were by people that maybe, while well-meaning, had not actually taken the journey of weight loss themselves. And as somebody that at one point weighed over 450 pounds, I really wanted to hear from somebody that had, had not just followed a formula, but had really made the journey. And so when I was uh, lucky enough to be successful at it and then keep the, the excess weight off for a very long time, I decided that mine was a story that needed to be told because it really is a universal story. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and I, I guess the question, before I ask you what makes your book unique, is how you finally made it happen. You know, how did you finally really, really do it this time? Because I'm sure you tried many times. I tried, you know what, when I say I tried a million diets, I am probably underestimating how many diets I tried. I was overweight from a very young age. My parents at the time thought they were doing the right thing by putting me on a diet. So literally from first grade on, I was trying every diet known to man, some of them wacky, some of them doctor prescribed, some of them the latest fad diets in a magazine. And one thing I do love to point out is, you know what, obviously I needed to try that many times before I got it right. So for anyone listening today that feels like a failure for the times that their diet did not work, you are not. That next time just may try or just may do it, excuse me. And for me, you know, I think that when I stopped trying to trick my body and when I stopped trying to find that magic wand and follow the old common sense thing, my body reacted. And so that was really a big part of it was just kind of dropping the desperation of wanting to do it fast and instead doing it healthy. Yeah. How long did it take you? 
Surprisingly enough, it, um, I lost about 250 pounds in about a year's period. It, it came off pretty quickly. I was, uh, you know, I was in my late 20s at the time, and um, you know, and I wasn't cutting out any food groups or starving myself or anything like that. I was also exercising, drinking lots of water, getting lots of sleep, all those common sense things. But again, when I stopped trying to, you know, do the tricks like the, you know, one food group a day diet or, or things like that or even cutting out carbs and all that stuff, the, my body really responded in a very healthy way. So the weight came off pretty quickly. Yeah, which is really great. What do you think makes your book unique, Greg? I think one of the things that makes it unique is it definitely has a sense of humor about it. I uh, had what a lot of people call a tragic childhood and that I had very abusive parents. I was a victim of uh, sexual abuse from a babysitter. And, you know, like many of us, I had lots of challenges from an early age. But one of the things about the book is I never lost my sense of hope and nor my sense of humor. And so those are both very big aspects of the book. It's an entertaining story first and then something that hopefully uh, it will inspire people secondly. And, you know, I think that, again, when we look at the various books or things available to people, um, they're not necessarily written by somebody that's taken the journey, by somebody that's actually not only taken the weight off but kept it off for over 10 years. Wow, that's amazing. Amazing. Thank you. You know, when we see, when we see things on TV, in different shows, uh, you know, people losing weight, they're kind of fake um, circumstances. You know, of course, if we all had a team of trainers and a private chef and knew the cameras were on us, we could lose weight. But the trick is incorporating that kind of lifestyle into our daily life when we don't have a personal chef and when we're the ones that have to go walk around the block or at the mall or at the gym, wherever it is we're getting our exercise. And then also, too, not just taking it off, but keeping it off. That's essential. And, and that's really a part of these diet, uh, either TV shows, even some books, that they don't cover that. And my book certainly covers that as well, that, you know, it's, it's a real journey to keep it off as well. We, we all can lose weight, right? But then we gain it right back. So the trick is to not gain it back. Yeah, absolutely. What do you think are, why do you think, Greg, you haven't gained it back? Tell us that secret. That's very important. You know, I can sum it up in a nutshell, and that is is that I know that I could. I know that I could gain it back. I still love ice cream as much as ever. In fact, after the program, let's meet for some frozen yogurt. But, um, you know, I still love food, but I really try and keep moderation as a part of every aspect of my life. And also, too, I pay attention to my body now. I pay attention to how I feel. So if I'm eating too much food, I feel it. Or if my jeans are tight now, I stop at five pounds and, and make some adjustments instead of before, you know, I was weighing over 450 pounds before, you know, the alarm finally went off and I began to lose the weight. Well, that's... That's amazing. Hmm. So what are some strategies that you would suggest to people? I mean, what would be your best advice if somebody came to you and said, Greg, I've been trying and trying. I just can't lose the weight. What would you say to them? Well, I would say, first of all, you can. (laughs) You can lose the weight. And that kind of self-talk actually keeps us heavy. Um, you know, we tend to think of ourselves as the enemy. Those of us that are overweight and want to lose weight, we kind of think we talk about it with disgust and we talk about ourselves as being, you know, kind of 
different or a loser compared to other people. And that's one of the things that needs to change right away. We really have to think of ourselves as a friend because a friend is who we're going to want to help. If we think of ourselves with disgust, then that's ultimately going to lead to failure. And the fact is, is whether you're five pounds overweight or 500 pounds overweight right now, you are absolutely, I love to tell everybody they're a supermodel. If I'm a supermodel, and I am, Patricia, and you probably know this because you're one too, but we are all supermodels, no matter how much you weigh. So really, a big part of it is just loving yourself in this minute. And then the next part of it is, um, to, of course, you know, a lot of us do need a kind of structured diet plan, and I would suggest that it's one that, that instills moderation instead of cutting things off. But there's little things that we can do that will make big changes to our health without even necessarily going on a diet. One of those is drinking enough water every day. We, most of us, whether we're overweight or not, do not drink enough water. And a lot of times when we're hungry, we're actually just malnourished in terms of being hydrated enough. So that's something we can do. And then another thing that, that anyone can do, just with one little change will affect them greatly, is to stop drinking soda. And that kind of ties into the water. But I have found that when we start to lose weight, when we start to get more in touch with our body, we realize that a lot of these foods with additives that we can't necessarily pronounce and that aren't necessarily right. pure, they kind of stop up our system and they don't allow our metabolism to work properly. So, you know, if I want ice cream, I turn around the label and if there's four or five ingredients and all of them I can pronounce or even spell, then I know yeah. I'm in good shape as opposed yeah. to if, you know, there's a lot of one calorie foods that have a thousand ingredients and, and those are not good for us. I mean, and, and isn't it really, don't you think eating just whole natural foods is the real key? Absolutely, absolutely. I, I recently had a physical and my doctor uh, was giving me my good uh, cholesterol measurements and I was sort of complaining because I go to the farmer's market every weekend and it's, you know, it's expensive to buy. It's, it would be a lot cheaper to go through the drive through than it is to a farmer's market. And he told me, he goes, whatever you're doing, keep doing it. It turns out that my good cholesterol was 101 and uh, for anyone in your audience that isn't totally familiar with how the numbers work, over 40 is considered good for men. So 101 is pretty rare, and that's how healthy I am. In fact, my doctor said to me, this was a couple months ago, he said, you should write a book. And I said, well, funny thing, Doc, I did. <laughs> <laughs> which, is, which is really great. All right, who do you think is the target audience for your book? You know, when I wrote it, I, I think I mentioned this earlier, I tried to make it, I mean, I've lived an entertaining, crazy life, and so I definitely wrote it uh, in a sense that anyone could read it, even if they didn't necessarily want to lose weight. But one of the things that really struck me when the book came out is Library Journal gave it a starred review, um, and the reviewer pointed out that it was, would be really good for teens and young adults. And that's sort of ironic because in my screenwriting here in Los Angeles, I tend to write a lot of stuff for, you know, younger audiences. But I, when I was writing the book, I never thought about a young audience being compelled to read this book. But now I can sort of see I can. Like if I was 18 years old, weighing over 300 pounds and on my way to 450 pounds, I would have loved a book like this that I could relate to. But again, I think it's something that anyone of any age can read. 
Um, you know, there's a lot of humor. We all, again, have challenges from our past, whether it's abuse in our past or abuse that we've done to ourselves. You know, I, I certainly, where my parents left off at 18, I took the abuse right over into my 20s. So I write about that as well. So I think, I think it's a universal book um, that will really appeal to people. And it really, there is a... Um, bonus section in the back with lots of recipes, exercise ideas, some of the stuff about water that we just talked about. But it's not written specifically to one diet. It's something that anyone can incorporate into their life. So I really didn't try and make the book preachy at all or saying this is the way you have to do it because so much of it is getting back in touch with ourselves because when we eat to excess, we're sort of pushing out everything, you know. So what happens when you still, if you do, you still get that urge, you know, when something happens or you feel emotionally needy and you want to reach for the food, what do you do now instead, Greg? Well, one of the big things I do is exercise, and uh, I'm not a fan of the exercise, but I know it is very good for me, and for me, I do it first thing in the morning. The alarm rings, I get up, I'm at the gym, and I, you know, kind of get it over with for the day. But the great thing about exercise is not only are you building up your muscles, which then in turn are going to require more calories, you know, and to, to, to burn fuel for your body, and you're going to look fantastic, but you also get the uh, benefit of what I like to call nature's antidepressants, which are endorphins. And, you know, there really is a difference in, in how you feel after you've exercised. And so for me, that helps. But make no mistake, Patricia, I still, I love potato chips, I love ice cream, and if I'm really craving it, I try and do it uh, in a very healthy way. And if, if something is really bothering me and I, my inclination is to eat to try and suppress it, I really will try and fight against that and, you know, try to realize, okay, that's not going to help because a half hour from now when it's just me and that empty bag of potato chips, I'm going to feel even worse. Yeah, and then you understand that. Now, let's see. You've gotten quite a bit of um, celebrity um, press here. Joy Behar wrote the foreword, and she is the best-selling author and uh, Today Show contributor. And also, Rick Simmons wrote you a wonderful testimonial. He did. He did. I was so excited because, you know, obviously any of us that uh, have the dieters mentality, which P.S. is most of us, uh, know who Richard Simmons is. And I've been a big fan of his his energy and his zest for years. So the fact that he got a hold of the book and, and wrote quite a lengthy piece about it was quite an honor. Yeah, and it's beautifully written, too. All right, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk more to Greg McBride about his book, Weightless, My Life as a Fat Man and How I Escaped. And how can people get the book? They can get it on Amazon. They can get it at their bookstore, online in all places. It's ebook. It's It's everywhere. They can call me. I'll read it to them. Whatever. <laughs> it's, it's available everywhere. <laughs> it's a wonderful book, and you've got some great pictures and recipes, and it's everything. You know, it's a memoir, but it's also um, some good healthy tips as well. All right, stay tuned. We'll be back with... Greg McBride, right after the break, right here on voiceamerica.com. I'm Patricia Raskett for Patricia Raskin Positive Living, and we'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Conservation starts with us. Learn about environmental concerns each week when you tune in to Our Wild World with host Ellie Weiss. 
Our show centers on Africa each week and what's being done to save our wildlife, ecology, and ourselves. However, we'll also discuss what's going on closer to home. And most importantly, we'll let you know what can be done in our own backyards by featuring guest experts and featuring your questions and answers. Listen every Monday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The world we live in has become a crazy place. Poverty is at an all-time high in the wealthiest nation on Earth. We keep calling on government to save us with new programs. And now, we have more people using food stamps than any time in our history. This problem continues to get worse. The answer to poverty is in our homes, churches, and communities, and through our children. Get the answers from The Mickey Ellison Show, Wednesdays at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern, on Voice America Variety. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Patricia Raskin's Positive Living. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com. Now, back to Patricia Raskin's Positive Living. Hi, everyone. We are back. You're listening to Patricia Raskin's Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. My guest is Greg McBride. His book is Weightless. My Life as a Fat Man and How I Escaped. And he has a chart in here where at about 22 years old, he was 450 pounds. Is that right, Greg? Yes, over 450. And in fact, I had an electronic scale at home at the time. And when I would get on it, it would read ERR for error. So even my scale was calling, you know, kind of calling it out. And so I had to go to a doctor's office to find out what my exact weight was because I couldn't find a scale that went that high at the time. And now you've lost all of this weight. How much exactly? And you and many years, what, eight or nine years later, you're down to your regular weight? Yes, yes. Over a decade, I've kept it off. Over 250 pounds lost. Wow, that's really amazing. Amazing. Yep. So, um, now when you lose all that weight, many times, you know, the skin will hang what do you, um, what's your feeling about that and what would you say to people? Well, that's certainly, it's great that you bring that up. That's, a, that's something that a lot of people don't talk about, but it is true. If you lose, lose a significant amount of weight, you're going to have excess skin. And that requires a really uh, thought, thoughtful and um, time-taking time decision in regards to whether or not to get rid of the skin. I, I initially um, was trying to live with my excess skin. I couldn't afford the surgery. It wasn't something that was going to be covered by insurance. And then eventually I did decide that I was going to have it cut off. I found a plastic surgeon that was willing to work with me um, in terms of the costs, and I ended up charging most of it on credit cards, even the hospital stay. And I'm glad that I did it, but it was quite a grueling experience. The doctor ended up cutting off over a yard and a half of skin, oh, which wow. uh, equaled about 12 pounds. And in order to keep the, um, keep the cost low, he did it all at once. So I literally had scars all over my body. I still do. They faded quite a bit, but they're there. 
And uh, I actually write about this in one of the chapters in the book because, uh, again, it's something that's not talked about. And the healing time um, was quite extraordinary. In fact, I remember I initially had to wear this spandex suit after the surgery and could barely move. And so the day that I got to take the suit off and take a shower about two weeks later was, you know, a very exciting day for me. And he had cut off skin, um, among other places, around my chest. And so when I took the suit off, literally one nipple was headed north and the other nipple was headed south. Like they were not on the same plane. It's like my nipples were playing Pong with each other, that old Atari game Pong. And I joke about it now, but at the time I just felt like Quasimodo. I, you know, there I had done the surgery in an attempt to, you know, get rid of the excess skin and feel a little bit better about how I looked. And my nipples were not cooperating, and they eventually did pretty much even out. They're a little, you know, I wouldn't let you take a, a ruler to them, Patricia. But, um, you know, it's, it's, it's something that, that really does warrant consideration, and that's why I was sure to include all the details about that in the book. And, in fact, there's an extensive picture section in the book, which I love, because it kind of covers the before, during, and after of the weight loss that people would be interested in. But I even included pictures that the surgeon took before removing the skin. Um, because again, one thing that, uh, I wanted this book to be was authentic. You know, if people were going to read it, I wanted them to be getting the whole story of how I lost the weight, how I got rid of the excess skin and how I've kept it off. Yeah, you really did. Do you suggest that people have plastic surgery after massive weight loss? Or do you, you think know, that is really an individual decision, um, For me, I remember that for years I was trying to to just live with the excess skin. There was a time that I was fooling around with some friends who were kind of dancing around the living room, and I kept hearing a swoosh sound, and I didn't know what it was, and then I realized it was loose skin around my thighs, and I was mortified uh, because other people were trying to figure out what the sound was too, and I didn't tell them, but I ran to the bathroom and, you know, had a minor meltdown in there. And then um, also when I would try on clothes, I was always having to, you know, there I was finally getting to waist sizes that I had dreamed about being in, but I was always having to kind of stuff in, you know, loose skin around my pelvis and abdomen and and those areas. And so for me, I eventually did decide to get it. But the trade-off for that is was a very long healing time, some high medical bills, and I have scars to this date. So it's not like, you know, it's going to fix everything. And weight loss is not going to fix everything either, which is why I mentioned earlier that step of really loving yourself and being your best friend right now. And that kind of inner beauty, you know, it sounds kind of like, oh, yeah, we've all heard that before. But, you know, true beauty shines outward. And so if we have that at 300 pounds and then lose weight, we're going to be even more beautiful. And it really, it's, it's our insides that we've got to work on as much as our outsides. And a lot of time when we work on our insides, the rest, uh, the rest of the stuff kind of corrects its, it, itself. In fact, I tell lots of people that, you know, my book is titled Weightless, but that the whole point of the book, it really almost talks more about getting rid of the emotional weight than the excess weight. Hmm. Yeah, so, so important. Um, what are some of the fun recipes in your book that you'd like to pass on to people? Just one that's your favorite or one of your favorites. 
One of my big favorites is there's a recipe called uh, Greg's Chunky Turkey Chili. And no, it's not saying Greg is chunky, although I certainly was. <laughs> um, and this was a recipe I uh, came up with when I was losing the weight. And really, it ha- became my go-to recipe. Like if, there was, if I would say there was one magic wand about the losing weight, this was it. Um, and it's very healthy. It's all easy to find ingredients. Um, there's lots of vegetables in it, and there's uh, ground turkey in it, as, as the name would suggest. And you, what I would always do, and I still do to this day, is you can make a big giant pot of it or even two pots of it and then put it into um, pre-portioned containers that you can freeze. So you're basically creating these frozen meals that aren't going to have any of the excess sodium, any of the additives, any of that junk. And it's easy to take to work because you can just pop it in the microwave. And then one of the best parts about this chili is is you can give it to somebody and they won't think, oh my gosh, they just gave me something healthy or they gave me a diet dish or, you know, in other words, you can serve it to your whole family. I used to make a big pot of this and I still do. I'll make a big like crock pot of the turkey chili and bring it to a party and I'll bring some shredded cheese and some sour cream and some chips on the side. But then I know I can eat something healthy at this party and I always take home an empty crock pot. So that was one of the recipes I was most excited to share in the book. And there's some other recipes as well in there that, again, you know, it's important when we're dieting, you know, a lot of us are fixing um, food for the rest of our family. And so you want to be able to, to not, you know, be eating a totally separate dish from your family. So you want the food to taste good for yourself as well. And then the other thing, too, about a lot of the recipes in the book, they're super easy and you can make them in excess and then freeze them or use them throughout the week. Because when I was losing the weight, I was uh, living in New Jersey, working in Manhattan in the fashion industry. I was was uh, about 13 hours a day away from home. And so the only time I could really cook was during the weekends. And so I would prepare the meals and then I'd be able to eat them, you know, for a couple weeks uh, thanks to the freezer. And so the, the convenience is as important as the taste and as, you know, the ingredients as well. Yeah, so important. I'm looking through your recipes and I see you do a lot with turkey burgers, which I think are great. Turkey burgers, chicken, there is a red meat recipe in there for anyone that wants to incorporate a little bit of red meat into their diet. You know, one of the big things for me, um, because, again, because I was put on diets from such an early age, I really sort of learned the on-off of dieting and the cheating mentality. And at the end of the day, that's what really harms us in a lot of ways, I think, because we're thinking, oh, I can't have that. And we sort of turn these foods into forbidden fruits. And, of course, that's all we want. If you tell me I can't have ice cream for six months. Guess what I want right now? I want ice cream. All right. And Greg, we're going to have to call. I mean, I I love talking to you. We'll just have to do it again. So tell people they can read more by going to the book waitlist, How My Life, My Life is a Fat Man and How I Escaped. How do people find the book again? They can get it on Amazon. They can get it at their local bookstores, on other online retailers, ebook, the whole nine yards. It's out there. All right. Stay on the line for a minute. All right, folks. Thanks so much, Greg, for being on the program. Thanks, Patricia. Yeah, that's really good. All right, folks. Remember, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. Until next time, I'm Patricia Raskin. We're here on Patricia Raskin Positive Living on Voice America, America's Voice. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of Patricia Raskin's Positive Living. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.